Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. So what could Britney Spears and Ronnie Washburn possibly have in common? Well, you're about to find out right now. Spears, arguably one of the greatest, most iconic, and trend-setting artists of our lifetime. I mean, you can argue with that all you want. It really just depends on when you were born, what era you were in, how old you were when she became a thing. You know, going all the way back in 1999 when she wore that little Catholic schoolgirl uniform, had little pigtails, and sang Hit Me Baby One More Time, all the way to the moments where we watch her dance on Instagram, like recently, with knives and wonder if she's okay. Britney Spears has had a roller coaster ride of a life to being bound to a conservatorship where she wasn't allowed to do anything except make millions and millions of dollars for her dad and some random company to like world tours where she was like epic, iconic. One of the greatest shows, truthfully, that I had ever seen was the Oops, I Did It Again tour. And after that, I remember getting tickets for the Femme Fatale tour right when all of this weird stuff was happening in like the 2007 era. And I watched that concert so excited and ready to see another kick-ass show. And I sat there and I looked at her and it just wasn't the same. It was like she was underwater. She was like four steps behind all of her dancers. Something seemed off. Something didn't seem right. This was not the Britney Spears 
that I remember. And after that moment and, you know, leading into her pregnancies and divorce from Kevin Federline and just everything that she fucking went through, shaving her head, going into like situations where they were forcing her to being like psychiatric evaluated tests, all of it, like all the things that they put her through rehab, whatever it is, we found out so much more than we even knew once Britney Spears' memoir came out, The Woman in Me. And you guys, I got the book, like I pre-ordered it the day that it was announced. It came in the mail. I read that shit and I have to say, you know, this latest year's post like 2000 with her on Instagram, I questioned a lot about what she was doing, saying, how she was acting. I didn't really know what to think. And I have always been the biggest Britney Spears fan of all time. So seeing stuff like that was really fucking hard. But I have to say, after reading this book, I understand this girl so much more in ways that I couldn't fully even express, even to a place where I can actually take a piece of this book and apply it to my very own life. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And let's explore the entire notion of what it means to see this book, The Woman in Me, and apply that to my own life, see the correlation, and understand Brittany in a way that I never expected to ever understand her. now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loud-mouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, Bopper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that really just is all eyes on me in the center of a ring, just like a circus. <laughs> My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we go into the incredible book that if you guys haven't read, you really need to. The Woman in Me by none other than one of my favorite artists of all time, Britney Spears. You guys, this book was so much better than I actually thought it would be. I actually am kind of surprised that I was so into it. It just, I feel like there's just a little added sense of you just felt 
Britney's emotions throughout each stage of her life. It honestly was just an incredible story that she told. I don't really care what all the critics say, but I really just felt this book in a way that I actually didn't really think that I was going to. I actually was open to the idea that I could have possibly hated it. But I am so glad that Brittany finally got to tell her story. And, you know, the I think the part that I took the most away from was all the bullshit that she revealed about the conservatorship. And we'll get into the ins and outs of all of that this week, a little bit later on in this week's expose. But I want to take that conservatorship piece and I want to kind of compare that to some of the recent bullshit that's happened in my life. And you might be asking yourself, like, what the actual fuck are you talking about? How could you ever possibly have been in a conservatorship? Well, I'll explain all of that and why I want to compare it. You'll just figure all of it out as we go along with this week's expose. So because I actually recorded a significant amount this week, no re-expose and no your gay expose, let's just get in to The Woman and Me by Britney Spears, what my thoughts were on the book and how my life somehow could possibly mirror that of Britney's. You'll have to find out exactly what I'm talking about. So let's get into all of that shit now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right, you guys, listen. I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster and it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. you guys. So I know that all of you know that I'm pretty much obsessed with Britney Spears. I'm in my 40s. She and I are around the same age. And truthfully, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was like a senior in high school and I was randomly watching MTV as one did back then. I know the kids have no fucking idea what MTV is, but back before MTV was some random channel that 
nobody really knew anything about because I think it's just like all reality TV now, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't even know. But long story short, MTV, once upon a time, used to actually play music videos. And I remember it like my dad was like going to drop me off at school. I was in my senior year of high school. Brittany had just come out. I had kind of heard about her, but really didn't know much about like what was happening with her specifically. I remember like my dad was taking just a little bit longer to get ready this specific morning. And I just turned the TV on and it happened to be on MTV. And you guys, that hit me baby one more time video played. And I was instantly mesmerized. And I knew in that moment that there was something so special and different about this fucking girl that was just far more unique and different than anything else that any other artist at this time was even doing. And in that moment, I just fell in fucking love with Britney Spears. You guys, I have to say, I, I mean, again, for the kids out there who don't know, I know you probably know who she is now because obviously her memoir just came out. And of course, you better believe the day that it was fucking announced on Instagram, I instantly pre-ordered my copy. But you guys, this book, you know, Britney Spears, The Woman in Me, it's such a good book in ways that I never actually thought was possible. I mean, we... We've seen two sides of Britney Spears for so fucking long now. We saw all the early stuff where she basically became the biggest fucking thing in pop music. She was probably arguably the biggest celebrity of all time, arguably the most stalked by the paparazzi in history, especially after her divorce from K-Fed. I mean, this girl went through so much shit and no wonder she's doing all of this questionable shit on Instagram. Well, for those of you out there who haven't actually read the book, she explains a lot of that behavior in the book. And, you know, the thing I have to say I love the most about this book is the fact that, that she puts so much of her raw emotion into the book. It's just, you feel what she's feeling. You remember all of those instances that happened way back when, leading up to this current moment, and you just almost experienced it with her so to speak. And, you know, she starts at the beginning. She talks about how abusive her dad's dad actually was to him, which sort of explains why he was such a fucking asshole, why the whole conservatorship came to be, why he was basically giving himself a bigger salary than she was even allowed to have as an allowance, even though she was earning all the fucking money, how he basically didn't even want to be a part of her life until she became the biggest fucking pop star in the world. And then suddenly, when there was the slight chance that maybe she was a little off and maybe needed some help or some would say that she needed to go into rehab or go into a psych ward or whatever they, they thought that she was going through, he jumped on that shit and knew instantly that it was finally time for him to collect his fat ass fucking paycheck. And that he did. And truthfully, I really hope and wish it probably won't happen, but I want Britney to sue the actual fuck out of him for everything that he took from her. Because if, for those of you not in the know, this book reveals so much shit about all the BS that happened in the conservatorship. And I have to say, we got so many bombshells out of this one book that I never 
expected. As you read along in the book, you sort of, I mean, I felt like Brittany was talking, like I could hear her. It like sounded like her. You could tell she wrote it. You could tell it was her words. You could tell it was finally her voice. She was standing on her own two feet and telling her story out loud and proud. And, you know, I have to say, I am so fucking proud of her for finally doing all of this shit. But you sort of get a grasp of understanding why her dad was such an asshole. You find out that she actually had an abortion that she not only hid from the public, but also hid from her parents. And truthfully, I have to say, Justin Timberlake in this current moment is probably one of the most hated individuals. And that whole little in-sync like, tour that they were supposed to be doing, where they were reuniting and trying to do that moment, I, I don't I would love to see how that shit plays itself out because people are hating on Justin Timberlake to a place where he's turned comments off on social media. He's publicly come out and said, can't we just put what's in the past in the past? Like he is not happy about this memoir. But you know what? In my opinion, it's fucking karma. Brittany discloses that she was pregnant with Justin Timberlake's baby in the book and says that she did not want to get rid of the baby, but he basically pressured her into doing just that, getting rid of the baby. And she feels so much guilt and remorse and shame from that decision. I, I can't even imagine what that fucking must have been like for her in that time frame in the 90s when she was on top of the fucking world. And just knowing that she basically had to do something, ultimately, that she just did not want to do. She talks about extensively how in love she was with Justin Timberlake and how he basically broke up with her via text while she was on the set of Overprotected and how she just could not get her shit together after that text and go on with filming the, you know the video. And there's actually a documentary that I watched that was like post the memoir. And they interviewed some guy who was like heavily involved with the making of that specific video. And he basically said that somebody just came up to her and said, listen, you got to shake this off. You got to show him that you're still a fucking badass and that you're still the biggest thing in this world. And you got to prove to him that you own yourself in this shit. And he said, as soon as he said that to her, she fucking went out there and fucking killed it, slayed it, and was just at the top of her fucking game. And she did it like nobody else could do it. And that's who she was. You know, I will say this. Brittany, despite what people might say, because I know that everybody's critiquing the fuck out of what she's doing on Instagram, she was so far beyond ahead of her time. When she did that 2000s performance of Oops, I Did It Again and ripped off her clothes and flipped her hair around and over-sexualized the fuck. Nobody was doing that shit back then. Everybody's overdoing that shit now, and so it's so normal, and we're all numb to it. But back then, nobody was fucking doing that. She was a pioneer. Female artists that came after her looked to her, aspired to be her. She truthfully was the biggest thing in this world. But when you are the biggest thing in this world... It comes with a very hefty fucking price tag. I don't think we have to, like, sit around and debate that back and forth all day long. It's true. She was probably hounded more than any other star, like I said before. She probably, even now if she were to go out in public, probably would still be stalked based on all the shit that's come out of the book, etc. I mean, after the divorce, 
I mean, there's this whole thing you guys have to understand. She was fucking America's sweetheart. She, what everybody, what loved the sweet and innocence of her and how she was a fucking badass on stage and also how she over-sexualized herself. I think she confused a lot of people. And so for that reason, she just became one of the most talked about individuals, one of the most sought after individuals. And at the paparazzi price tag for a photo was priceless for Britney Spears. You know, after the divorce with Kevin Federline, a bunch of shit went down. She, you know, was forced into being checked into rehab. She basically came out with her middle finger to the world metaphorically and shaved her head. She says in the book she shaved her head because it was like her way of saying fuck you to the entire world for telling her who she was supposed to be or how she was supposed to be or that she was supposed to do this and she was supposed to do that. And unfortunately, her dad found the opportunity to put her in to a conservatorship that basically put her into prison for 13 fucking years. You guys, the shit that she revealed in the book about the conservatorship, I just, it's even still blows my fucking mind. Like, I can't believe that she had to get permission to go get a hamburger, like she describes in her book. And if her dad didn't answer the phone, she just couldn't go. She had to wait for a response. She had, like, she was making millions on her fucking tour, on her, like, uh, the Vegas residency. She was making millions and only given a couple thousand dollars a month as basically her, or a week, excuse me, as her allowance. It was just, like, it was ridiculous, like... Her dad, again, was taking home a bigger paycheck than she was. It was it was all complete bullshit. He just controlled it. There's a moment where, in the book, she describes the conversation that she had with her dad in the moments that the conservatorship was being established. And he basically told her straight up to her face that you no longer have control. You no longer have a say. You will do what I say from this moment moving forward. I and Britney Spears. And I just, the way she described it in the book, you guys, I was fucking shook. I just can't even imagine what this girl must have gone through back then. And, you know, we knew all of these things were happening. We saw it on the news. The headlines made fun of her. They mocked her. They called her crazy. But do you think that, like, this girl, who was probably one of the biggest things in this world, who never was allowed to have a real childhood, who was sort of forced into hiding because if she walked out of her door, she was like stopped by the paparazzi mercilessly. How would you be doing mentally in this moment if you were going through the same shit that she went through? Think about that for a fucking moment. But you guys, the conservatorship being lifted, her getting her freedom back, you know, the way that she describes it in the book, it's just insane for like the simplest things, driving her car, going out and getting a hamburger, like the stupidest little shit that we all take for granted, she could not do for 13 years. You guys, I'm going to take a little weird spin here in this moment on this story and this book. And if you have not picked up a copy of The Woman in Me by Britney Spears, go out and get it. It's a really good read. And it just... It's so emotionally raw and it makes you just feel all the things that she was feeling. And, oh, it just gave me a full 360 shift in perspective. I mean, I was on that bandwagon who was ready and willing to admit that this bitch was crazy. 
But now after reading the book, I have a completely different way of thinking. And I'm so glad that Brittany was able to tell her story. Now, ironically, this next spin that I want to take is like, I want to take the conservatorship here for a moment and tell you all why I sort of felt like I was sort of placed in my own personal conservatorship for the last like eight years. And, and truth be told, I never really saw it like that until I read this book. And ironically, the book came out late October. That's when I read it. I basically made the decision on October 1st to put in a 30 days notice to my roommate that I had lived with for eight years, who was the master tenant of that Castro apartment that I had lived in for those eight years. Now, here's the thing, you guys. This individual is not a good individual. I'm not going to say who he is. I'm not going to indicate anything other than that. But let's just say that for about five of the eight years, this individual has been fully blocked on my all of my social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, to anything that is social media related that you could inbox somebody, he's been blocked. I, I've blocked him on my phone. I've blocked him. I've gone through the motions of trying to figure out how to e see if there's a way to block him via email, all of it. This individual is that fucked up of a person. He's made my life miserable. He's purposefully tried to play mind games to sort of control me like a chess piece in our living situation to get exactly ultimately what he wanted out of all of it. He made it so that I wasn't even able to keep food in the refrigerator. He would eat all my food. He would drink all my alcohol. He was a full-blown alcoholic. There were times I had to call the cops on him multiple times. And I kept all of this shit to myself, you guys, over the course of this last eight years. And all I did because my anxiety was at an all-time high when I could see that he had been drinking, was come home from work, go into my room and lock myself away in my room, keeping all of my food, all of my drinks, anything that I wanted, I kept in my room for myself. Even to the extent of I kept my own shampoo and soap in my room because I knew that he would just help himself to all of it. He basically was just that fucked up individual that didn't care about anybody besides himself. And if I did anything, anything that like showed him that I was living a happy life or was successful, like with my show, for example, he would do whatever it took to make me feel uncomfortable in my living situation. And he admitted this to me multiple times in conversations that we had had with one another. So you might be asking yourself, like, why the fuck did I not get out of that fucked up living situation where I couldn't cook at home, where I ended up spending so much money on DoorDash and delivery services and just takeout because I felt like I didn't have any other way of keeping food in my own home because he would eat it or he would just do this weird thing where he would like get his computers and go out into the kitchen and just like stock up in there and just pull all this stuff out and be like, and sometimes I just like walk up to him and be like, can I just like make a sandwich? Like, is that okay? Can I like, can, is it okay if I use this kitchen in a place where I pay most of the rent? Is, is that okay with you? I mean, he would cut the internet off when he was pissed off at me. He would just do some of the most fucked up manipulative things that, again, you might be asking yourself, like, why did you still stay? Why were you there for eight years? It just doesn't make sense. 
Well, the short end of it is, you guys, I'm a fucking Virgo. And truth be told, the idea of like going out and looking for some new place to live in San Francisco, because as I've stated before in a past expose, you know, moving in San Francisco is not the easiest. You actually have to have like a first and last months and deposit and you basically have to drop like six or $7,000 down to get a place and you have to do it right when you see the place. And if you don't, that person, that landlord is going to give the person behind you the place because you're not prepared. You can't just go look and say like, hey, what can I do to like save this spot? This is when I'm thinking about moving out. No, you actually have to move like a week from when you're looking at a place. And my anxiety doesn't do well with that. I'm a fucking Virgo. We like to like have all of our ducks in a row. And that's just something that you can't get all your ducks in a row in. You can't just, you you can't just like plan your life out. You actually have to just walk in and just take a place. And, and it was really hard and very competitive. And like, there would be people who would advertise like a room for rent and you'd show up and there'd be like 15 other people in line waiting to see the same exact room. And you say to yourself, what, what is it that I could bring that would make this master tenant pick me over all the rest? What could that possibly be? There's just so many ins and outs involved. And when this book came out, I finally found a spot. I put in my 30 days notice. I was shifting my life. I was finally making the changes. All of my friends had been telling me, why are you still living with him? Why are you still living in a situation where you've had to call the cops on him? Where you've actually like felt anxiety for your own life? Where you felt unsafe in your own home? Why are you still living there? And why are you just pretending like everything is okay when clearly it's not? Well, I decided to finally fucking pick up my life and go. After my birthday, there was a little episode that my roommate did that made me realize that I have been putting up with this bullshit for far too long now. And I just decided I'm fucking fed up and sick of it. And in October of this year, 2023, I gave him my official 30 days notice with nowhere to move. No, like not, not even anything lined up. I had posted on social media telling people that I was looking if they had known anybody out there that could help me out. I posted on a local San Francisco queer friendly um, like group on Facebook that actually is really handy when it comes to people trying to find housing in the city. I mean, I pretty much, that was like all I was going with and I just didn't really know what would happen next. I forwarded my mail to work because I didn't know where I was moving and I knew that this asshole would go through my mail. In fact, today I walked to I've been, I haven't lived there in over a month. And I walked to that house, that old house, rang the doorbell to get my mail because I know I have several packages that are there that I need to collect. And I, I'm pretty sure I heard him shuffling around and he did not answer the door. So I'm probably going to have to get a little aggressive in getting my shit back because it is a federal offense to not give somebody their mail, or even open it, which I watched him do multiple times to past roommates. Now, you guys, listen, I finally fucking got out. I got a new place. I have an amazing new roommate in a place that's far better 
than the place that I had been living in in the last eight years. I'm still in the Castro. It's a lot more centralized than where I was. I don't have to walk up huge steep hills. I get my own bathroom, my own living room space. My, I mean, it's just, my privacy is just so much, it's so much better of a situation. My roommate's sober. He's not an alcoholic. He's a lot of fun. He's a really caring and nice guy. He, I get such a good vibe from him. He's a fellow Virgo. Things are going really well. I am just so forever grateful that I made this decision. And this is what this book taught me. The Woman in Me by Britney Spears taught me that that eight years that I lived in that old Castro apartment with my fucked up roommate was like a conservatorship. I wasn't allowed to cook. And if I did cook, he would give me shit for like, oh, you used the wrong pots or you did this. or you... It was always some fucking drama out of absolutely nothing that made my life a living fucking Hell, he would just try to find reasons to make me feel like I wasn't allowed to do anything in my own home. And I just ignored it simply because I wanted some piece of anything that would just basically give me some sort of like comfortable living space. And what I learned was that space was the most uncomfortable eight years of my life. Something like Britney's 13 year long conservatorship. And what made me realize that it was like the same thing was after reading the book and living in my new space and actually being able to do the things that I wanted to do. I made myself tacos by myself on like the third day that I moved in. Just me, all by myself. I made enough tacos for like four people, but I made it all and I ate it and I put the rest of it in the refrigerator and I saved it. And I knew that when I went back to that refrigerator, that that food that I had bought for myself, it would still be there. I put beer in the refrigerator. And guess what, you guys? When I went to get a beer after a long day at work, it was still there. I mean, it's shocking. I know. I was able to take a bath in my own bathtub because I could clean after myself. My ex-roommate had refused to clean the bathroom half the time and claimed that because he cooked every day and then cleaned up after himself, that meant that I always had to clean the bathroom, even though he spent more time in the bathroom than I did. Which just he was just the literally the worst individual to live with of all time. And I remember like very early into moving in there, we had like a Halloween party. One of his friends slash ex-roommates told me in his drunken stupor to run and never look back. And I had just moved in and I didn't listen to him. And now I remember that moment and realized that he was so fucking right. And why did it take me eight years to get out of that situation? I don't know. But you guys, I'm out of that conservatorship. I am living my best gay life still in the Castro with all of my boxes being checked. Work is going well. The production company is going well. I am selling the fuck out of my bossy power bottom wear shit to a place where it's allowing me to pour money into my production company. I am able to like now start recording my show again because this asshole isn't affecting the recording process for my show. Like I talked about before, he was always home. He was always loud. I was never given free time to record. I had to play repeat episodes. It was all fucking bullshit. So you guys, my encouragement to you is do what Brittany did. Do what I did. Finally say, I'm fed up. I've had enough. Get a lawyer like I did and like Brittany did. 
and get the fuck out. Because if you don't take that scary leap, you're never going to know what it's like to take a relaxing bubble bath with lit candles or grab a beer and know that it's there when you need it or make your own food for your own self and actually save some money on groceries versus just continuous takeout. You never know what it can change in your life. And I'm foolproof. I'm so much happier. My relationship with my boyfriend has just, oh, I'm allowed, I'm, I can let loose a little bit more. I'm, I'm able to relax a little bit more. I'm able to actually say that in this current moment, I think that I'm actually happy. And it took one major thing for me to do to get all of the rest of those boxes checked off. So if you're in a situation similar to what I was in or what Brittany was in, get the fuck out. You never know how it will change your outlook on everything. learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, guys and straights, hot jock tops, and bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender, and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learn a whole hell of a lot. Okay, listen, at any rate, we learn that obviously this show is called My Gay Expose for a reason. I had to expose my gay, my story to you, just in case for some specific reason, there was some situation that's happening in your life out there. And if you're listening to this, get your shit together and get the fuck out. Whether it's a job, a relationship, a living situation, no matter what it is, just get the fuck out. Because again, you never know like what will happen when you just suddenly try like Britney did. When she suddenly tried to get a lawyer and suddenly tried to get the conservatorship lifted, suddenly it happened. It started working for her. She gave her testimony. And then here we are. She's a free individual. So, and that's exactly what I did too. I was in my very own conservatorship and I didn't see it then, but now I so see it. Despite all of my friends telling me, why are you there? Get out. Go find somewhere else to live. Why are you still dealing with that shit? I finally listened to that, and I finally just got the fuck out. So I just run it. I just want to hear from all of you hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there. What the fuck do you think about this week's expose? And is there something in your life that you feel like maybe you've already jumped over that hurdle and you have a testimonial that you'd be willing to share with me here on the show? Well. At any rate, just give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me all about it. <laughs> if you don't want to call, you can go ahead and email at mygayexpose at gmail.com and right away, tell me what you think. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch when 
of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Positive Plus One, all at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, mygayexposepodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know about the show, including the official show question of the week for the Your Gay Expose segment each and every week. And don't forget to check out the official show merch line, Bossy Power Bottom Wear at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and pick your next piece for your upcoming gay and or pride related event or just shit that you want to rock to the gym to ensure that you'll get fucked in the showers. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me, Exposing My Gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will hit you, baby, one more time with all of you next time. This week's expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.